the Purposed Marriage Podcast. If you are in a marriage that is damaged or broken and think all hope is lost, we invite you to listen in to today's broadcast. We pray that through this ministry, you will find biblical encouragement and instruction that will lead you and your spouse to a closer walk with the Lord and each other. God can and does heal marriages no matter how desperate or impossible the circumstances may appear to be. And now, here is today's episode. Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. I'm Tom Larson. With me, as always, is my wife, Amy. Amy, say hello. Hello. This is a, well, I want to say special episode. It just so happens that the day that we're recording this is landing on Halloween. You could call it a Halloween episode, but not so much a Halloween theme other than the fact that I'm wearing a, yeah. a silly wig yeah. right now. Can we just talk about that a minute? I mean, it's going to be kind of difficult to take you seriously. If you all could see him, he is wearing a blue clown wig. <laughs> Matches my personality. <laughs> and he has got headphones on over it, so it's quite the sight. Well... I was out on the porch earlier, and our neighbors were in their costumes, and I didn't want them to feel <laughs> Left like out. I was discriminating against them. <laughs> so I had my wig out there, and I went ahead and put it on so that they would feel Are you uh, going included. to? Are you going to wear that when we go trick-or-treating tonight? Maybe. <laughs> okay. Not sure. Speaking of trick-or-treating, uh, that's something we actually did as a family even when we were separated yes we did uh i want to say on on two separate occasions we did do you remember yeah it was it was two years yeah Yeah. it was once when we were separated and once when we were officially divorced yeah i was encouraged the first time you asked me to and it was uh it was a little strange because i hadn't been over to the house in i think three months and just driving back over here yeah I may have even parked at the uh, clubhouse and then walked down I think I think you did because we used to have a lot of traffic in the neighborhood um but yeah that is something now okay we've talked about these kind of things before but that was not something that I did for show um I truly did want our family to do things together still um, but I do think that that's what helped bring us back together too. Yeah, there were. I mean, there were there times. Were, there were there were those times from my point of view. I thought, well, you want to do this every now and then, uh, and if if it's a good thing to do, well, why aren't we doing it all the time? <laughs> right. You know, as opposed to once a holiday or once a season. Right. You know, but those were things that the Lord had to um, work in your heart. And we uh, did have fun every time that we had Halloween. I think that we had a lot of fun with it. So this year will be different. We are setting out a table with um, disposable cups with the candy in the cups so that we are socially distanced, which has been recommended by our neighborhood. Um, also, we are in Tennessee and Apparently, we are in the red zone. We're one of the red states, so we're we're not in a a good place, so to speak, with COVID cases. Well, that said, I am grateful we are where we're at, uh, given uh, what we've seen 
throughout the country in terms of how things are locked down, how it's yes. negatively affecting uh, people of all ages, uh, whether and it be businesses. young kids going to mm -hmm. school. Yeah. yeah so uh, at least in Tennessee, uh, we're we're about as normal as you could get in the U.S. right now in terms of things uh, returning uh, to where they were. Now you still see everybody out there in masks, but uh, for example, we went. Uh, out to eat last night as a family and of course there's still uh, rules in place <laughs> when you walk into the restaurant you have to have a mask on and when you sit down to eat you can take it off there's there's some things I really don't understand about the rhyme or reason to <laughs> right. be perfectly honest with you I'm not sure I, I buy all of it but um, we're gonna follow the rules uh, that are in place but uh, I think they've done a very good job in our state even though now I will say our case numbers are high. The death rate is not high, which I'm very thankful for. But I think overall, at least where we live, I think that they've managed well to try to keep businesses open. Um, now, some have gone under, but I think that they've managed quite well. Yeah, so this is a, uh, continues to be a tough time for a lot of people. And uh, on top of everything else, if you're uh, going through a separation or divorce, can you imagine how rough that would be on somebody given everything no. else that is happening right now? No. Um, and then especially if you have children and maybe you're not, maybe you're not like our family was where we got to spend Halloween together. Um, you know, those little things I think are so heartbreaking to think about when you do have children and you're not getting to spend, you know, time with them. You don't get to go trick-or-treating with them. Um, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking. A lot of things going out right on right now. These are uh, oh, the election. interesting times. Yeah, and uh, when we do close out the show, we'll I'll be praying specifically for everything that's happening right now. Not everything. Uh, but the big events that are on the horizon right, right. now, S specifically, you know, COVID and uh, the upcoming elections. Um, through all of it, uh, God remains sovereign, mm -hmm. and we are to put our faith, trust, and hope in Him. He is God, uh, both in the good times and in the bad times and in the difficult times. All right, so we need to keep that in mind, that and regardless of what happens, God is still there. He is still reigning, and He right. knows everything that is going to happen next Tuesday. He knows He knows the outcome he knows al the already. Results, None of right. this will be a surprise to him. And he tells us to fear not. To fear not, which just so happens to be uh, the title of our episode today. That is a great segue to the theme verse, which uh, we have here. Amy, I'm going to have you read that for us, please. All right. Our theme verse today is Isaiah 41.10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 is where that comes from. You might have said that. I did. You did. Okay. Well, there are, there are two commands here in this particular passage. Uh, Amy, what is the first command? Well, the first one is fear not. Fear not. Right. Don't, don't do this. Do that. Uh, a, an express command from God. Fear not. In other words, don't fear. Right. right. That's the first one. What right. is the second one? 
The first, or the second one, I'm sorry, is be not dismayed. Okay, so two, two commands, fear not, be not dismayed. Uh, next, we see two statements. What are they? Uh, for I am with you. I am with you. All right, so that works on the theme of last week, how we are not alone. God is with us. Right. So he's saying, I am with you. And then what is the uh, second statement there? For I am your God. I am your God. All right. Next, we have three promises that God gives. So uh, we have two commands, two statements, and then three promises. What are these promises? I will strengthen you, I will help you, and I will uphold you. There's an explanation of one of these promises uh, that we read here. What is it, Amy? It is, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Okay. So what does uphold you with my righteous hand mean? Well, uphold means lifted up or lifted out. How many of you feel like you need to be lifted out of your present circumstances right now? <laughs> You're going everyone... through a separation or divorce. Uh, I describe my experience as the low point in my life that I wanted to be pulled out of. Uh, so this verse, the word that's used to describe how God is going to uh, rescue us is, uh, is, is perfect, I right. think. Yeah, I think most people feel like that it's a place where they're never going to be lifted out of, but we know from Scripture that's not true. Yeah. So he's going to uphold us with his righteous right hand. Uh, now, this portion of the reading should give us comfort. The righteous right hand, righteousness, first off, righteousness is God's way, and there are none righteous. The Bible tells us, no, not one, none are capable of righteousness. Righteousness is it's unique to God, Romans 8, 34. Jesus is seated on the right hand of the Father. Jesus is the one through whom we are lifted out of darkness. Deliverance is done only through Him, completely and perfectly. So now looking here, Romans 8, 34, Jesus is seated on the right hand of the Father. Let's go back to the verse. What does it say? I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm -hmm. Who is lifting us up right now? Jesus. It's Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's... and. I, you know, unless you examine these verses and you, uh, you study them, oftentimes you'll miss uh, some of the key points, what's actually being said here. And this verse that says, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. It's actually talking about Jesus doing this for us. Mm -hmm. Jesus will be lifting us out of the darkness. All right. Deliverance is only done through Jesus completely and perfectly. Um, now, knowing and understanding this assurance from God about the help and deliverance we will receive from Him and that it is perfect, how should this affect our perspectives? And this is in the context of not fearing. Yeah. Amy? Well, I mean, I think fear should not be ruling in our hearts or minds, you know, if we believe God's words to be true. Mm -hmm. um, we should never, we should never fear uh, and I mean, that's easy to say, but it's okay if there is fear. But, you know, what I love about Scripture is God always says, do not fear, but He doesn't just stop there. He says, why not to fear? Mm -hmm. Like, He gives us the end of the sentence. Um, and just like here, He says, why do we not fear? Because I am with you. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think the key there to what you said, fear should not be ruling in our hearts. Uh, when we think of something ruling, uh, what comes to mind is something that is in control of us, mm -hmm. right? It takes and over. So if that fear takes full control of us, that will cause us to do things that might not meet, be in our best interest or they might not be in the will of God. Right. All right. Right. Uh, secondly, um, how this should affect our perspectives, our outlook on current situations should not be from the standpoint of isolation or futility. Of course, the reason there being, well, because God is with us. Rather, we should be encouraged that if we trust in God, we will be sustained, and this is a reason for true hope. Right. We had one other thought there on this um, in terms of how this should affect our perspectives. What is that? Yeah, we should have a confidence in the Lord's ability to, to deliver us from the depths of fear and despair. With righteousness, we will be held up. Again, and when we say righteousness, we're talking about something that is perfect, not something that we can attain on our own. We cannot be righteous. Jesus is righteous. When he lifts us up, when he sustains us, it is done perfectly. Right. And that's what we need to keep in mind. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we have a couple of questions we're going to throw at each other here. Um, I think the first one is for you. Well, I think it's the same question, but I'll, I'll ask it, direct it to you first. How are you strengthened and upheld by God during our time of separation and divorce? Well, the strength and endurance that was imparted to me by the Lord after, and this is key here, after, through obedience, uh, I took captive the fearful thoughts in my mind and heart and replaced them with God's promises, which instilled hope and joy. I looked forward to the day when deliverance would arrive, and I knew it would. I believed in my heart that it would. Um, and I knew this time in the valley, it would not last forever. And I was able to speak confidently about what I believed in faith was going to happen, uh, despite the fact that this sounded foreign and maybe even a little crazy to those closest to me. Uh, it, it didn't matter. My confidence wasn't in whether or not they believed me. My confidence and hope was in God and in His Word. Mm -hmm. and, and that's something that um, if you're taking a stand and you're believing in your heart uh, that uh, God is going to sustain you, He's going to restore your marriage, uh, and you share that with, with folks, you're going to get some strange looks because that is definitely not, not the norm. And I'll share something with you all, and this is, this is pretty amazing. Uh, not long ago, I was actually seated at a table. Uh, there was a small group of us, and um, four or five of us seated there at the time. And, of course, you know our story. <laughs> I went through a divorce. We were restored, and the lady sitting across from me also was in a relationship, was married, was divorced, and remarried uh, the same man. She remarried her husband. And, and they're so still married today. They're still married today, right. And so the odds of that uh, little group forming where you would have, what is, was it, 25% of the people sitting there at the table uh, had a restored marriage after divorcing <laughs> right. the same person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that wasn't that, like you were in a... No, that was, that was pretty incredible. Yeah, and so I, I guess I said all that to say that it doesn't matter what the odds are 
with God, all things are possible. Right. And that's why I shared that little comment with you I did a few days ago. When you have, um, and I, I don't like believers stating that something is impossible. Right. I don't like it at all. Right. Because if... It doesn't believe, leave room for God. No, it, it, it doesn't. You right. know, and we hear arguments from people who say that uh, there's no way my marriage can be restored. My uh, spouse is too far gone. I can't forgive them. It's impossible for them to change. That's baloney. Uh, it really is because with God, all things are possible. So uh, I, can't, I can't emphasize that enough. And so I, I know I'm on a little soapbox right here not what what, <laughs> That's what, okay. what what triggered it um i'm not sure and at any rate well um, we we have been working with many couples here recently and you know we we do get in a rut sometimes where we not us ourselves but where we hear these same excuses and really from what you know we're we're hearing and um what we're listening to, a lot of it comes down to excuses. And a lot of it also, again, like you stated, leaves very little room for God to work. Um, but I also believe, you know, some of the, the couples that we have been working with, I mean, those, those same things that they're saying are things that I said. You know, so I feel like... Well, you know firsthand right, that they're false. Right, and... Yeah. Also, I know that I said statements like that, and God later changed my perspective. He changed my thoughts. He changed, you know, my outlook. And so, you know, a lot of times people fight against what God's trying to do in their lives, and they say things like that out loud because they see oh no, God's at work here and I don't want this to happen. So now I'm going to say this and that makes it true. <laughs> well, I want to emphasize here that your coming to the truth and your perspective changing wasn't because of some oh, yeah, inborn no. revelation on your part. <laughs> right. You were drawing your knowledge and the truth was revealed from the Word of God. And right. so then your thoughts became aligned with, God's with what will. God was telling you. Exactly. Right. And, you know, I don't want to uh, confuse that with some folks who might say, well, God has revealed to me I don't need to be in this marriage. I need to move on. I need to think of myself. It's for the best that we, we just go our separate ways. God's made this clear to me. I, I have a peace about it. Right. And we've, right. Heard, we, we've heard that. Okay, and so... Well, I mean, I even said that, you know, so... But like you said, I think it's really important that you bring that out and make that known because there wasn't a special revelation. I mean, it just... I was aligning my thoughts with the Lord because I truly started turning back to Him. And so His will became then my will. And I think that that's really important. So that's a good point. And... You know, that reminds me of the scripture that says the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, mm-hmm. piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And so what that means is that it is so potent, it can get deep inside right. a person's heart and transform a person's heart because it sees everything, it knows everything. Right. Uh, and so there's no fooling God. He knows what's going on. And so when... When Scripture transforms you, 
and you fall under the submission of Christ. You are a new, you are a new creature. Right. Yeah, and um, you're thinking the way God wants you to think about right. things. There's true transformation in yeah. that. Go ahead. Um, you had a part there. I answered that question. Oh yeah, right. about um, how I was strengthened and upheld by God during right. the separation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that some of you may be thinking, well, how in the world can Amy answer that? Because she was running from the Lord. But I do think it's really important for people to hear and understand that if you are a believer, it's not like you just completely don't hear the Lord you know, speaking to you anymore. I mean... I, even during our time away, I had glimpses of where God had strengthened me and protected me. Um, and I only understood the extent of how much He was upholding me during our separation and divorce. Um, and I, I later saw that, you know, on down the road. And I mean, truly, each day I grew closer to the Lord. Like I look back at that time and see more and more it becomes very, you know, clear to me, but I had placed myself in several um, precarious situations where I truly knew I was only being upheld by the Lord. Um, And I remember on at least two occasions just praying to the Lord, I have placed myself in this situation. I know I do not need to be here. Lord, please protect me. Um, please just pull me out of this. And, you know, he did. Um, And I mean, I'm not at all suggesting that you place yourself in a situation where the Lord has to rescue you. But um, looking back on it, I see how God just truly cared for me, even in my time of running. Um, And he continually redirected my steps and he helped lead me back to himself And then ultimately, he led me back to our marriage. Um, And so, you know, I I look back and I see where he also, during that time, began strengthening my faith. And I believed, um, and I started believing that all of the scripture and the, the, the passages that had um, really been piercing my heart, and even some of the sermons that I had been listening to and the things on divorce, like I started truly believing what the, the word of the Lord said, what God's word said. Um, I started realizing that, uh, I needed to be the one to be transformed. Like I had seen Tommy transform And I started listening to him. I started believing what he was saying was true um, because I just I started seeing how God had changed his heart and I saw it more clearly. Uh, I saw how God was changing me. And I mean, I'm going to be honest, I'm not going to pretend like that it it was not scary um, in, in those times that you know, God started revealing to me, look, Amy, this is what you need to do. Like, I'm leading you back to your husband. This is a matter of obedience. Um, and, and I started realizing that you can be afraid 
and still follow the, the direction of the Lord. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be scary. And it doesn't mean that sometimes you don't have to do it scared because you will have to do it scared. But you also have to realize that God's calling you to do something that's in his will. He loves you. He will not lead you. He will protect you. And even during the times of doubt, I trusted God and I walked in obedience to his word after running for so long. And looking back, I can honestly say, other than salvation, turning my life back to the Lord and reuniting with Tommy was the single most important decision I ever made in my life. And I have zero regrets. <laughs> and I'm so thankful that God upheld me. It's And it's wonderful to hear you say that. And it, it also reminds me, too, of uh, where you were uh, in your mind at the time of separation and divorce, because you were uttering the same words, only you were standing on the opposite side. Right, exactly. Yeah, saying, I have no, no. doubts. Mm -hmm. It is crystal clear, <laughs> crystal clear that we are not to be together. I have never felt more certain about a decision ever. Yeah, yeah I and mean. If, and if you're hearing that, folks, if your spouse is telling you that, uh, don't believe that. That is not that is not from God. Right. They might be saying that 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 might be how they are feeling right now, but that is not in line with Scripture. And if they're trying to justify it through Scripture or to say that God has given them this peace or this special knowledge, uh, directing them to leave the marriage uh, for the sake of their happiness or what they think God's will is. Don't buy into well, it. Well, it's not biblical. It's not biblical, but, you know, folks can be deceived. Mm -hmm. You know, even the ones who are standing, uh, they can be tricked into thinking, well, you know, they're, they're saying this right now, and it looks like there's no hope. I mean, I, I just heard what they said. They said they're never coming back, so I need to just accept it, move on with my life, and maybe somewhere down the road, God will have somebody else for me. Right. And that's what a lot of people do, because the sander then decides to stop. Standing. standing, right. Yeah. And I mean, that's one thing that I am extremely thankful for that in all of those times and all of the, this is never happening. We are never getting back together. You are never coming back home. You know, it's crystal clear to me we're supposed to be separated. I'm so thankful. I don't even know how many times I uttered those words. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't listening to you. Right. In terms I I knew truth wasn't coming out of your mouth. <laughs> right. Okay, so. Anything but truth. But, you know. But they I, also knew that the opposite was true. Okay. If you're speaking lies, it's that that's not true. Then I need to be holding on to what is, is true. true. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's one thing, though, that, that people think, well, you know, my prodigal, there's no hope. They're saying all these things. And, you know, I said all of those things, too. And. You know, God revealed to me, even when God revealed to me that we were, you know, to be reunited, I was still scared. You know, I still had doubts. I still, you know, even questioned you and said, are you sure this is what you want? Are you sure that, you know, 
you're you know what you're getting back into with with reuniting with me i think it was uh just questioning if this is in fact what we were supposed to be doing and right. i know the enemy was you know planting those he, seeds of he doubt was. he at, was at the moment but i also knew that i needed to walk in obedience after walking or not walking but running in disobedience in the opposite direction for so long um, I had tried my own way. My own way was not going well at all for anyone, um, especially our children, quite frankly. And so when I turned back, um, and, and that's one thing, like I cannot even, I can't even put into words, like all the the things, you know, and God didn't reveal everything to me as soon as we got remarried, but over time, God revealed to me like the decisions that I had made in walking in disobedience, how that had truly affected our entire family, our children, my husband, our um, in-laws, my parents, you know, it just, you know, he, he showed me what disobedience truly looked like and how ugly it truly was. And I mean, I, I really, like I said, I have no doubts once, once we were reunited and I was walking in God's will, I had no doubts. Well, let's, let's talk about some takeaways here from uh, this verse specifically. I'll, I'll start off, and that is one takeaway. God has promised to never leave us, and that's reassuring. He says, fear not, I am with you, mm -hmm. all right? So... Uh, I think he knows that we're going to fear. Uh, he knows uh, everything about us, and we are imperfect. He tells us not to, but he tells us to do, not to do a lot of things, and we still do it. And so um, I think the key here is to remember that you know we should, we should, as much as it is possible to not fear, that we can control that, we shouldn't. But in the circumstances where there is fear, we need to believe that God is going to be there with us. And uh, I was, uh, as I was reading and preparing for this show, I came across a story. I'll share it here. Uh, the story of a child in the bathtub, and uh, this fellow was sharing how his uh, his daughter was terrified of getting a bath. She would she would get uh, panic attacks and just didn't go into the bathtub. Uh, and uh, you had a conversation with her. It turns out she was afraid that she was going to uh, go down the drain. She, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, well, that's where all the water went. Yeah. And so, I mean, in her little mind, she was scared that she would go down the drain too, and uh, she'd be taken away. I don't know where. I don't know how she would fit <laughs> down that drain. Uh, but uh, th what the father did was he, he assured her that he was going to be there with her the entire time, and he would not let, let her, her. Mm -hmm. you know, get sucked down that drain. And, you know, over over the course of the next few days and weeks, as he was able to get her into the bathtub to uh, give her her bath, that little girl realized, oh, my daddy is with me. I'm not gonna, right. I'm not gonna die. Yeah. You know, and I thought that was a great illustration of uh, sometimes the perspective that we have that when. We're in a situation where we're terrified. We wonder if we're going to make it through or if we're going to get crushed by the weight of whatever the circumstance is. But if we know that God is going to be there 
with us through it all, and He's, he's not going to leave us or forsake us, I think that will give us the confidence we need to manage through, through those situations. Yeah, you know, I mean, this just, since we've been talking about this, I mean, one verse truly that comes to mind, and I'm sure all of our listeners probably know, Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just like that, you know, that little girl in the bathtub, like once she realized the Father's going to be with me, I I really don't have anything to fear, and and I can walk through this. Mm -hmm. What's the next takeaway there? Uh, That next takeaway is that God knew you would be in this situation, even though you were surprised by it, he wasn't. He knows how to help you out. I mean, he knows all things. Um, and I think of, you know, the, the story of Joseph being um, sold out by his brothers. I mean, I think that that's a great example, don't you? Well, uh, look how that situation turned out. Throughout all of it, God was there. He knew what was going to happen. I'm sure Joseph was surprised by the fact that his brothers, first off, they wanted to kill him. Right. Uh, we just read this in our devotions um, uh, not long ago. I think I was with the boys uh, at the time, and we were talking about this, which leads into the story of, um, well, it was a Joseph in the coat of many colors, and then he right. got uh, sold into slavery. He ended up uh, being a great leader in Egypt then. Uh, and, and his brothers ended came up back saving to him. his family. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, so um, Satan, the enemy, did intend for all this for evil, evil. for his purposes. Mm-hmm. God turned it around, uh, and um, well, I mean, we, we know the story. Yeah, I mean, he says, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, the last takeaway, God is bigger and mightier than anything we might be afraid of. Uh, the giant of divorce can indeed be overcome by God. And one of my favorite stories from the Bible, David and Goliath, when you think of the little shepherd boy standing in front of that huge monster of a man, a giant, Goliath, what hope did David have? (laughs) Well, he was confident. He was not afraid. Mm -hmm. He stood in the face of the enemy. and He He knew God was on his side. Yeah, and he he chopped the head off that giant. Right. And um, it's a great story about faith and confidence and the assurance that we have that God is stronger than any giant that we're going to face in mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you and know, that you can't look at outward appearances no, and, and just and by judge all, it. By all accounts, this fight was over before it began. Oh, everybody thought that. What hope does that. David have? Right. What, what hope do you have if your spouse has left you? Um, you have no money. You, you're, you're just in dire circumstances. What hope do you have? If, if God is on your side, you have, that's all the hope that you need. Right. Right there. All right. Well, let's share with our listeners some encouraging verses. Amy, you can start us off. All right. This is from Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, 
which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. John 14, 27. Peace is what I leave you. It is my own peace that I give you. I do not give it as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Oh, look at that. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Isaiah 41, 13 through 14. For I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear. I will help you. Do not be afraid, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Well, now is the time in our show when we want to mention and pass along some prayer requests that have been sent to us. Again, we do this with the intent of helping to build an army of prayer warriors who can join you in the spiritual battle for your marriage. And as a reminder, if you have a specific request that you would like to have mentioned on our show, please email us at prayer at purposedmarriage.org and be sure to put in the subject line on-air prayer. And we also have a form on our website, purposemarriage.org, titled Online Prayer. You can go right to there, complete the form, and it'll get to us as well. On-air prayer. Yeah, either way. All right, so this first one is from Brian. Uh, Here's what Brian has to say. Please pray for my marriage with Patricia. I ask God that he removes any negative thoughts and feelings from Patricia and reminds her and shows her all the joy and love we had and shared. I ask God to remove fear and pride in both of us. I ask God to draw her heart back to him and then to me. Uh, Let's remember Brian and Patricia, everyone. And I, I like what he said there that request to draw her heart back to him and then to me. And that's the priority. Yes. Our prodigals need to turn their hearts back to God first. Mm-hmm. Once their heart is restored and pointed in the direction it needs to be, only then can restoration occur. Right. True restoration. All right. Right. The, se- the second request is from Ryan. He says, my heart aches as I've watched my daughter cry and pray when she doesn't want to leave our home to stay with her where her mom is living. As a dad, I just want to fix it, but I know I have to keep turning it over to God. Please help me pray for strength and also for peace for my daughter. I still love my wife and pray the heart of stone will start to beat for God's love again. Uh, Thank you, Ryan, for sharing that. And that's tough. Uh, You can tell he's burdened right now for his daughter. Mm. When you see your child crying and emotionally torn up over the situation. Um, it's difficult to bear. And uh, I know that it's, it's an angering situation. I, I, would, I would get angry, you know, and fortunately I, I, didn't, I didn't express that much to you. I mean, I saw the boys were hurting, right. uh, but it, it's difficult on many different levels. So mm-hmm. uh, you all please remember, Ryan, if you would, please. Uh, The last one here we'll mention is from Alfonso. Uh, He's asking for prayer for his wife, Shannon. Uh, They have recently moved out. Uh, I'm sorry, he says he has recently moved out at her request. 
and she is seeking a divorce. I pray for a miraculous healing and that her heart is softened and transformed and restored back to Him. I pray that the Lord works on both of us. I pray that I stay, I stay out of His way. Complete and total restoration is what he's praying for. I pray that I just stay as fervent in prayer and my relationship with God after he grants me his promise. Thank you. And that was, uh, that was encouraged because I saw a lot of faith in that, uh, in that prayer mm -hmm. there. Uh, after he, so he's praying and he is believing. Uh, thank you, Alfonso, for, for sharing that. And again, the priority is for our prodigals to turn their heart to Christ first. Right. All right. Well, uh, folks, we, we thank you for this time uh, that we've been able to uh, share with you. We pray that it was a blessing. Uh, let's go ahead and close now with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the opportunity we have to uh, speak to our listeners, Father, as we uh, talk about our lives and uh, share from your word. Uh, Father, uh, we pray that everything that we've said uh, will, will be heard in the way that it should be heard, Father, and that it will edify those who uh, listen. Uh, Father, may everything that we share with our listeners, Lord, may it always be from you and not from our own wisdom. Uh, we think now of those who are suffering uh, the prayer requests that we've mentioned, Lord, I pray that in each of those situations that you would uh, strengthen and equip those who are standing to continue to do so. For the children who are involved, Father, that you would just uh, uh, place your hand of protection on them and that uh, they would be able to uh, be sustained uh, throughout these fiery trials. Uh, Lord, right now, as we think about current events, uh, what this nation is facing, what the world is facing, Lord, you are fully in control of everything. You know what's going to happen. Uh, Father, I pray that uh, as it relates to uh, this virus, Lord, that uh, you would work things uh, to where there is a, a positive outcome soon and that uh, this would be something that we are able to move past. Uh, Father, we pray that uh, through this, that uh, you would be able to do a work uh, in the hearts and in the minds of our prodigals. And for those who don't know you, uh, we pray that uh, you would allow this uh, situation to be used as an opportunity for believers to uh, live in such a way that the lost world sees the light. Uh, Father, for uh, this country, I know there are folks who are listening who are not here in the United States, Father, but uh, as an American, Lord, I, this, is a, uh, this is a very important election, as all are. Uh, but I just pray that your will would be done, uh, Father, uh, that you would be glorified in this, and that this heart, this nation, uh, would draw close to you, and that whatever happens, Lord, um, regardless of the outcome, uh, we pray that um, the Christians in this country, that we would... Uh, just come back to you. Uh, there's only going to be healing in this land if it starts with those who uh, believe in you, Lord. Uh, examine our hearts and purify us, Lord, uh, and, and make us the salt and light that we are called to be. 
Lord, I just uh, want to again thank you for this time. Uh, be with everyone out there who is listening. I pray that you would uh, just draw close to them and comfort them. Lord, we ask all these things. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Purposed Marriage Podcast. We hope and pray it strengthens and further equips you to remain committed to your marriage no matter the condition or circumstances. For more information and links to resources from our ministry, be sure to follow us on social media and through our official blog at purposedmarriage.org. If you have questions about standing for your marriage and desire to learn more about how to live biblically during times of trial and heartache, please reach out to us via email. The address is contact at purposedmarriage.org. Until our next broadcast, may God continue to strengthen and encourage as you pursue a Christ-honoring and purposed marriage.